we talked to Gary Tan about this, um, and he kind of honed in on just the self-serve, just the top of the funnel form piece of this. And he, he told us about like whenever he sees type form, you know, on, on a sophisticated website on, on a, like a, or a later stage website, he thinks it just looks unprofessional. And then it clicked for us like, oh, we can like, this is true, right? Like we've seen the same thing. Welcome to the VectorShift podcast. VectorShift is an AI automations platform. On this podcast, we have conversations with founders and experts in fields such as AI and B2B SaaS. So Harsh, welcome to the Vectorship Podcast. We're super excited to have you here. Thanks for having me, Albert. So Harsh is the CEO and co-founder of Surface Labs. Surface Labs is building powerful forms to help boost conversion rates. For our listeners, we'll discuss how Saharsh landed on solving this problem that he's solving with Surface Labs. You know, what is the problem? You know and how he sells the sales and marketing teams. And finally, we'll talk about what is next, you know, for Service Labs today. But maybe, you know, Saharsh, could you begin maybe talk a little bit about your background um, and maybe how you got, got to this position today? Yeah, definitely. So I'm uh, originally from Florida, you know, went to Berkeley in California for undergrad and master's as well. Uh, studied electrical engineering, computer science, uh, same as my co-founder, um, Arjun Sahai. And you know, we, we went through Berkeley, uh, we were friends for like four years. And then like two years after that, we kept in touch friends again. And most recently we got into YC about, I think seven, eight months ago. Um, at that point we got into YC, we had an idea. Um, we applied with an idea and a, like a prototype of a product that we built. And we actually, you know, we, we pivoted a bunch, uh, from that original idea to what we've landed on now, uh, which is building these intelligent forms to help boost conversion rates where the audience and the customers, like marketing teams, uh, growth teams, et cetera. And uh, the reason that we landed on this idea, actually, eventually, and I'll get into it more, uh, but it's really based on some of the work that Arjun had done in the past at Snowflake, where he'd worked for, I think, over two years on their growth team, and also based on some of the work that I'd done in the past around experimentation. Absolutely. A lot to unpack there, but maybe we could just, just talk at a high level about what is Surface Labs, you know, you mentioned forms, you know, where, where are forms usually used? You know, why do people use forms? Um, yeah, give, give a little background. Yeah, definitely. So we started with a very simple uh, kind of observation, right? Which was pretty much every site on the internet, you know, if you're selling some sort of product or service to another business um, or even a consumer, you have some sort of a landing page and you have some sort of a, a data collection mechanism, right? Which is typically like a form. Most of these forms are actually pretty simple. Um, some of them, some of these form products will come bundle, bundled in with your CRM, like uh, HubSpot or Salesforce. And then there's other like standalone form products like Typeform um, and a few others where the goal is to collect this data, right? Uh, most of these forms though are not really, you know, giving businesses everything they need to really optimize for conversion rates, right? It becomes actually almost kind of a secondary thing, even though it's so important for marketing teams and then eventually for sales teams to collect, you know, uh, qualified leads from the top of the funnel and then directing those leads to the appropriate salespeople or to the appropriate teams in the company. So we found that there's like an opportunity to optimize this process itself. And again, this is based on some of the work that Arjun had done at Snowflake on their growth team. He found that even small adjustments were able to drastically boost conversion rates. So we figured, okay, there must be something here. Um, we, our goal as a company, right, is to start with that simple problem first, see how we can improve conversions at the top of the funnel, and then figure out what else can we do to really, you know, make that buying experience better for the end consumer, but also for uh, the business. Absolutely. We'd love to dive into 
where you think some of the problems areas are. Uh, but I guess before yeah. we get there, maybe talk about how you, you know, you talked a little bit about how you landed on the idea of, of, you know, surface labs, but talk about maybe like, you know, eight, nine months, you know, before today, you know, when yeah, you were sure. applying the YC and how did you, and maybe how did you arrive at this idea? Yeah. So I, I briefly mentioned, um, so we, we applied to YC with an initial idea and we, as I mentioned, we kind of pivoted a bunch. The original idea that we applied with actually, it was, um, it was a product for e-commerce businesses to help improve uh, customer engagement by essentially using AI to automate that process. So the AI would go and talk to your customers over SMS, text, email, et cetera. It would be kind of omni-channel. And we applied with that idea. We actually ended up pivoting almost right away at the end of our YC interview from that idea. Um, our interviewer was Gary Tan. Gary Tan's our partner. Um, and I think the idea itself was, was decent. It just didn't make sense for us at the time, based on our founder backgrounds, for us to be the ones necessarily working on that specific idea. We didn't have any unique insight at the time. We weren't any, um, we didn't have a, a experience in e-commerce or sales or marketing or anything. So we actually pivoted several times after that. We, from that idea, we kind of briefly pivoted to an LLM observability idea. And then we kind of pivoted at some point to AI for investment banking. Um, and then we actually came back to this idea, which is in the space of marketing and sales, because we realized we actually did have some unique insight about the problem space. More from a growth perspective, you know, how, how do you improve conversions at the top of the funnel? But the, the, the consumers for that kind of product are actually like actually people in the marketing department or heads of demand gen, heads of people responsible for conversion rate optimization. And as we've in the past, you know, several months, as we've gotten deeper and deeper into these problems and the different types of personas that care about this problem, we've actually become more and more accustomed and more and more familiar with the other problems in the space, which has, I think, give, given us some of the confidence to, to keep pursuing um, this path. Sorry. Um, maybe we could dive in, double-click into when you were pivoting. You know, sure. How did you pivot to the ideas that you did? And then how did you validate these problems and or invalidate these problems in this case? Yeah, so I think it was about three weeks before we demo day, probably. Um, we realized the previous idea that we're working on, we, you know, kind of lost the conviction or we lost the conviction that we should be the ones working on that idea. And we went back to the drawing board. We really tried to tap into our experiences. What had we, me and Arjun, had per, what had we personally done in the past um, in, you know, industry or whatever? Uh, and, and what could we leverage from that? Right. Because we were running low on time. We, we need to figure yeah. out something. We, we didn't want to. Uh, we really wanted to do demo day at the time. So uh, this is where we kind of just sat down and just thought about what we've done in the past, no matter how big or small the idea kind of sounded at first. We started with this initial idea about, okay, we're going to build the entire self-serve pipeline in a box for companies. We're going to handle everything from like the top of the funnel to handling up, setting up the PLG motion to the trial accounts and everything. It's really like a, for a, it's essentially like PLG in a box was the idea. And we talked to Gary Tan about this um, and he kind of honed in on just the, self-serve just the top of the funnel form piece of this and he, he told us about like whenever he sees type form you know on on a sophisticated website on, on a like a or later stage website he thinks it just looks unprofessional and then it clicked for us like oh we can like this is true right like we've seen the same thing and i'm sure if gary tan thinks the same like other people have probably experienced a similar thing Absolutely. as well so we started using that kind of messaging um we did a lot of cold outbound within the yc community at first we just said hey Gary Tan thinks your type form is unprofessional uh, if they had a type form on their website. Um, and obviously with, you know, with Gary's permission and stuff. Um, 
And that actually worked pretty well. We were able to pretty much get 100% email open rate. A lot of people were like interested to hear about why exactly you know, we had that opinion and what they could do to improve it. So that got us our first few customers actually within the YC community. And then that same messaging also kind of worked um, beyond the YC community. Sorry, so let's, let's dive into the point that you just made there. Can you talk a little bit about the problem with forms today and how yeah. have you improved that with Service Labs? Yeah, so there's a few key things, right? Um, one is, what is a form? It's, it's for collecting data, usually identity information, first name, last name, email, et cetera. But sometimes you also want additional information, right? Like how urgently do you need the solution? Um, how big is your company, et cetera? These are things that the sales team actually cares about because the sales team can use this information to qualify the users, streamline that process, and then potentially present more personalized information to the buyer when they're on the sales call with them or during follow-up emails. And so this is the key thing that this keyword of like personalizing the experience, it's been floating around a lot recently, especially with AI. Um, we can hyper-personalize experiences at scale much, much more efficiently than we could before uh, because the AI can kind of automate this generation of natural language. Um, but, and so that's one of the things we want to do here, right? How do we personalize this experience at the top of the funnel? What we found is that the personalization does matter. What also matters is like the experience itself, the UI UX, how, like how, lo- how good it looks and feels, does it match your website's branding? How interactive and dynamic is it? So we're actually focusing a lot on that piece. We want our forms. So compared to like a HubSpot form or maybe even like a type form, we want the form to like one, look and feel like your website and two, be a lot more interactive and just a fun experience for the customers. Once you do those two things and you actually convince that people will start filling out the form or giving up their information, then you can actually build workflows in the back end, which then take that information that was collected and then automate various other uh, processes related to that overall buying experience or related to follow-ups or whatever. So our form is kind of just the, uh, the wedge for us. We put the form on the, company, on the customer's site we get in, we are now the you know, first party data, we're the place where the first party data is collected. And now with that data, we can actually build more powerful workflows and experiences for that business. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just thinking back with a lot of the other websites I've been on and seeing a type form or like a job form, especially if it takes, it to, takes you to a different site, yeah. is really not a good experience and often feels so different compared to you know, the other design yeah. that, you know, that you have on, on the, yeah. on the website itself. Um, can you talk about, you know, when a customer comes to service apps today, you know, how, how do you serve them? And then, you know, maybe how, how would that change in the future? Yeah. So one of the things that's like both good and bad about the, the product that we're building right now is we, we do personalize it a lot on a per customer basis. Well, our process actually will like go and make Figma mockups of the form that you want based on your website and based on other elements you want to show on the form. We'll actually then go and build out the form using our own form builder that we've created. That's an internal product uh, that we expose to customers as well, as well once they onboard. But because of that, it's not fully self-serve at the moment when the customer first onboards, just so we can make sure we're building kind of a good experience for them. Um, this is good because it now lets us build a much better form than they would get if they were to use something like type form or like a Google form or something. But it's also difficult because now it's like, okay, if we want to support all these different edge cases for what the form could look like and what the things that it can do, that's a lot of time and energy for us. Um, so what we really want to do with our current product like, is get it to a point where it becomes a lot more powerful. People can go and build these experiences themselves and kind of maintain them themselves. And then we want to now focus more on, okay, now you have that like initial form product 
what else can we do for you to like keep making this um keep producing you know different higher roi for you across the marketing and sales stack we'll have to talk about that as well on kind of what the next steps are for service labs but if we could talk um a little bit about how you sell kind of sure. service apps today you know you mentioned you know you reached out with this you know you could physically see on a website if someone has a problem you know you yeah. know a, a form that you think could be optimized when you're on the call with i guess executives you know that lead these functions you know how mm -hmm. do you get them to see the value of ripping out their existing form and switching it to, to your form yeah so there's a i think a few key things one is like we want to show that that a small adjustment a small change can actually produce a large impact for, for the business or for the company. And, and since the form lives on your landing page, it doesn't we're not really venturing into forms that live inside your app itself. Since the form's on the landing page, we can actually, on the client side locally, we can actually just demo what that would look like in practice. So we'll go and build out like a, a basic version of that form um, based on the company's branding and et cetera. We'll kind of deploy that on your website uh, locally and we'll just show you what it looks like. We'll show you the additional information you can collect um, which is not just like identity information, but now it's partial response data. You get analytics about how long the person was on that form, what things they clicked on, did they click off of it? You know, you'll get, uh, because it's a multi, some, some of our forms are multi-step so instead of just being a static single pane form. Yeah. So what this means is you can actually click through different questions and you can track the drop-off rate, um, over the course of multiple questions. And then we can actually help you configure AB testing and experimentation as well. We do that for many of our customers. We'll go set up the experiments with their current form and their new form. And now they can figure out, is our form even effective, right? We'll go and run the experiment for a couple of weeks. Um, and so that's a very low stakes kind of situation for the company. And it usually ends up working, right? We, we actually do end up in boosting conversion rates. That gets us in the door, builds credibility. And now we can actually go and build other things for them as well yeah. if we need to. You know, how, how do you, you know, on the initial call, show, show this to the you know, potential buyer? You know, do you make like a mock-up? Do you like show a piece of work that you've done in the past and compare it to the existing form? How does it look like? Yeah, we, we actually do a combination. So like sometimes depends on, you know, who the customer is. Sometimes we'll just kind of show them examples of other customers we've made forms for. In other cases, we'll go and actually build a new form for them on our own and we'll deploy it on their website, like not on their actual website, but on a local instance of their website. So when we show them the demo and, and share our screens, they'll see our form on their website. And that's like a, you know, it, it evokes kind of like a wow um, a wow response in the moment, which is, you know, very, very useful actually for, for sales demos. Absolutely. And I guess, um, you know, when you, what was kind of the feedback that you've heard from your existing users? Like, you know, what are things that you think you're trying to improve on in your existing product? You know, what has worked well? What are some takeaways? Yeah, I would say some feedback is like, so we have different types of customers, um, smaller customers, maybe series A, series, series A stage and, and, and below that. Um, a lot of these customers are people who just want something that's not a HubSpot form or a type form, right? Uh, many early stage companies might not even be using a proper CRM, uh, like mm. a, a fully fledged CRM like HubSpot or, or Salesforce. So you don't get the built-in form functionality necessarily. Um, and you might not want to use something like type form because it doesn't look and feel like your website. So for those customers, our solution is actually pretty good. We'll like go and custom build it for you. It'll look and feel like your website. You get a lot more functionality in terms of analytics and, and, um, like dynamic content within the forms that you wouldn't get otherwise. For slightly larger companies, uh, people who are spending maybe like hundreds of thousands on, on ads every month, you know, um, maybe even more than that. For those guys, improving return on ad spend really matters a lot. 
you're spending a lot of money on your ad budget or your, you know, your marketing department's budget. How can we make a few small tweaks to make that money go further? And that's where we really come in. So then it's less about the design and how good it looks. It's more about what additional data can we capture? Can we nudge if we're getting a thousand people viewing the form? Can we run an A-B test and see if like there's a slight improvement this way? Because even if you get a few additional customers and that translates to potentially like thousands or tens of thousands in additional revenue every year, that's massive. Absolutely. Um, can we talk a little bit about what is next for, you know, Surface Labs? Yeah. Are you, you know, what other tangential problems you mentioned that you guys want to solve? You know, how, how are all these products going to connect together? Yeah, definitely. So our current product is really focused on marketing teams and as well as some like uh, people responsible for growth and demand gen. Right. That's the, the persona because that's the people who care about improving conversion rates and improving return on ad spend. Um, what we're finding, though, is that there is a related problem. Right. Once you collect the data, what do you do with it? You want to follow up with the customer. You want to ideally not just get a conversion mm. on your website. You want to actually get a customer out of it. Right. Marketing teams might care about the number of marketing qualified leads that you get. But sales team, they care about how many they're actually converting to paying customers. Right. Um, the cool thing with our forms product is we're actually at the top of the funnel. We're collecting zero party and first party data that the sales team can then actually use to follow up with them. So what we discovered is that, OK, there's some ability for us to build a product that's at the intersection of both marketing and sales team. And this actually reflects, I think, this there's this uh, idea of like account based marketing, right, where you're not just blasting out a bunch of cold emails. You're doing a more targeted um, a bit more sophisticated out, uh, outreach and, and sales process for each account or individual that you want to um, get as a customer. And so what matters a lot there, right? Account-based marketing has a lot of different components to it and there's a lot of different players in that space. But one thing that we haven't seen too much of is really being able to per hyper-personalize um, this like account-based marketing collateral and sales collateral mm. on an individual basis, right? Uh, our forms actually already do that because our forms are not just forms. They're actually like mini apps that live on your website. So we can actually just extend that idea of a mini app, extend it into something bigger than a form, a, 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 a more fleshed out experience, right? That the marketing team can use or the sales team can use to then do more effective outbound or to do more effective data collection at any process, any part of the, the funnel, not just at the top of the funnel. I see. So, you know, what is the next step there? Like, how are you going to find um, the go-to-market, you know, for, you know, this next product? You know, how, how do you yeah. plan on building and launching this ne the next um, version of Service Labs? Yeah, so, so one of the good things is we have a set of existing customers, which are, are great, and we're able to kind of bounce new ideas off of them and get feedback there. Um, and the cool thing is that a lot of these customers who are using us for this initial forms product they're probably going to be the same customers who also care about, you know, optimizing and personalizing further parts of their funnel, right? Something that the, the sales team might care about. So we have a set of customers from that already. Um, but I think if we are, let's say, focusing more on this account-based marketing or this more of a sales persona, then the, the go-to-market there is going to be really like probably what we did before, actually. Build out a basic prototype, show a few of our friends or people that we know in our network, and then do a launch to hopefully drive enough inbound. That's kind of what so we did for the last product. We, we launched, we, we drew, I think, probably 200, 300 uh, customer calls and customer demos just from uh, a few LinkedIn and Twitter posts. Yeah. So hopefully we can keep replicating that. Amazing. So Ars, thank you so much for your time. I always ask, you know, one last question to everyone who comes on, 
But I'm curious about your take on this big debate in Silicon Valley, where there's a debate on how important your execution is versus how important your idea slash strategy is. Uh, what are your takes on that? You know, I think, I mean, from all the pivots that you did before you landed on Surface Labs and, you know, from your current product and, you know, launching kind of the next generation of, of your current product in the future. Yeah. Uh, both idea and execution definitely matter a lot. I think now that I've like been through, you know, both me and Arjun, we've kind of been through this process of, of company building for the last eight plus months now. I think we've realized that like definitely idea matters. Um, but idea without being able to execute on it, you know, doesn't matter at all. Uh, ideas are a diamond dozen. Um, the reason idea still matters a lot, I think is more for being able to personally motivate yourself to continue working on a problem. You want to find something that's at the intersection of like your personal interests, your co-founders interests, um, maybe even what is venture backable. If you want to build a venture backable business, you need to find something at the intersection of all those things, because that's going to keep driving you to work on the, the product or the, the business, even if things aren't going well. Right. But let's say you have the perfect idea. If you can't execute on it, if you don't have that like bias for action, that ability to keep like, you know, going full throttle on all fronts, then I think no matter how good the idea is, you'll probably end up fizzling out at some point. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Sarge. I know you're busy, so appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much, Albert.